This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. On today's episode of the Shameless Mom Academy, we're talking with Jen Briggs. Jen is a lifestyle empowerment coach and creative force who empowers overachieving go-getters to embrace their flaws and live their truth in order to manifest their deepest desires. Her superpower is helping people and organizations identify and prioritize their values and then manage their time and focus to align with those values as priorities. Her extensive experience working with entrepreneurs and startup teams means she's accustomed to dealing with super ambitious, do everything kind of people who have a lot of drive and a lot of determination. Jen has the unique ability to help them focus on what's really important and make progress toward what truly matters in their life and their business and make it fun. Jen has the unique ability to help them focus on what's really important and make progress toward what truly matters in their business and their life and make it fun. Her client list includes CEOs, solo entrepreneurs, senior level managers, and directors at high growth startups. She helps people flourish in all parts of their lives, getting them unstuck and moving forward on the important things that matter in their lives and their businesses. I had the pleasure of meeting Jen for the first time a few years ago at an event where I was speaking, and she's the kind of person that as soon as I saw her at this event... I knew that I wanted to be friends with her. And this was actually a few days before the event when we were doing some prep work. And I just thought that is a cool chick. I want to get to know her better. And then fast forward a few years, I signed up for a training group to run my first half marathon after Vinny was born. And lo and behold, here comes Jen Briggs ready to train for a half marathon. And we ended up doing a lot of our training runs together. So that was so fun. I got to know her on a more of a personal level during that experience after having met her professionally a couple of years prior. So what's evolved since then is 
everything in Jen's life has been flip-flopped upside down. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. But she has gone through tremendous growth and tremendous change in the last year or so. And in the process of that, what's been insane and so cool is that she's come out with a lot of, um, she's really, she started embracing her personal story. And I think that's what I love about just talking with women in general is when you let go of some of the stuff that you stand for and you start being vulnerable about the stuff that you're stuck with, a lot of cool things happen. And so Jen is amazing at her work and we're going to be talking a little bit about what she does. But what I love even more is that she's starting to embrace some of the things that have been struggles for her and using that to help other people in her work. And that's been really cool. So we're going to be talking today about anxiety and depression and things like that, that people don't really talk about. And Jen has done such a beautiful job incorporating that part of her personal life into her work in order to help other people. So I'm really excited to dive into that. Additionally, we'll be talking about how she got married, moved cities, acquired stepchildren, um, and started her own business all in a super short amount of time. So you can tell she's a little bit of a force to be reckoned with. So I can't wait to dive in. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, Jen, I'm so excited to have you here. And you have such a special place here because, well, you hold a special place in my heart. And we'll hopefully get to talk about that a little bit. But in addition to that, you get to be our first mom who started mom or started motherhood with teenagers. So I'm dying to hear about that. And as we talked about in your intro, you are a coach over at on your site, Hey Jen Briggs. So I want you to dive into like all the great things you're doing over there. And also tell us about your personal life a little bit beyond your bio, because you've had a little bit of a wild ride the last year. So fill us in. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. A little bit about me. Like you mentioned, I am a new mom, but I am a stepmom to two teenagers, a boy who's 15 and a girl who's 13. I am also a newlywed and a fairly new entrepreneur. So in the last six months, I have gotten married moved from the city to the suburbs with my husband and taken on living with two teenagers. So either crazy or brave, one of the two. I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like you mentioned, I'm also a coach. So I do life and business coaching. So what that means is I help others manage the chaos in their lives, being go-getters and somewhat overwhelmed at times and taking on all of the responsibilities they have. And at home, I try and do the same. I can't imagine making all those life changes at one time. <laughs> it's like awe-inspiring to me. And I know I know we're going to dive into some of the reality behind that because when you see people, I feel like it's kind of like the Facebook reality when you see people go through all those kinds of crazy things at once on Facebook and you're like, wow, they have it all overnight. And I know that the reality hasn't been quite that picture perfect for you. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. So I want you to share a little bit about what parenting has been like to just dive in to that role with teenagers and not I'm like when you have a brand new baby you dive into but it's very different because you know the kids don't talk back and they don't like teenagers are just so different from babies obviously so how has that been it's been beautiful and overwhelming and <laughs> inspiring it's been a collaborative effort so I think it's really cool that I get to talk about my role in momming at this point. Stepmoms don't 
always get that kind of respect. I feel like sometimes they get the shaft on yeah. being a real mom. And, and I take my role really, really seriously. So it's important to me to just mention that I think it's awesome that I have this opportunity to talk about it and be the, the stepmom who's really diving in. Our culture has that like wicked stepmother thing that <laughs> Disney has created. And I really hope that I can undo some of that culturally because that's definitely not the role that I experience and it's not what I want to create for my family. So what has happened? I mean, we have everything that every other family has. We have ups and we have downs. We have challenges. And we are working really hard making a lot of people's needs and priorities work together and blend at the same time. Yeah. And I can't imagine with those kinds of demands how you take care of yourself in the middle of it all. So we'll definitely touch on that in a little bit because I'm excited to hear when you actually have the opportunity to be selfish in the middle of all of this (laughs) because there's nothing like a teenager judging you for making a choice to be selfish in any given moment. Right, right. (laughs) Really helpful. Can you share with us a really messy parenting moment or a challenge that you've had to overcome since becoming a family of four? Sure. I'm sure there's been a few. I think one of the the best examples are the way that we have structured our mornings. We've had, we've gone from a group of three who ran their mornings a certain way and they were, you know, very dad led. And my husband, who is an amazing father, really did a lot on his own. And me coming into the situation, A, I want to be involved and I care about all the people here. And so it's been a process of us really figuring out how to real establish our roles in the morning. One of the very first things that we did was create a checklist of everything that we want to do. So it starts with everyone having their belongings together in the evening (laughs) and going through a checklist of the, all the tasks that need to be accomplished. So everything from eating a breakfast with a protein and a vegetable or fruit to grabbing your stuff and getting out the door. Now that is to say, The messy moments have been the moments where I'm making a smoothie for someone in the morning and that's their protein and their fruit and they decide that that's not a smoothie that they like. Sure, this is really common, but as a new... It's just like a (laughs) three-year-old. Yeah. And the difference is some, I think, that when it's somebody who you're just getting to know, that decision is so personal. You don't like my smoothie. I'm so worthless. What (laughs) am I doing here? I'll never fit in 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 this family, right? I mean, it it becomes this really emotional moment. And so like the win has been the science that I have discovered of creating the perfect smoothie for my (laughs) 13 year old, like nailed it every morning chocolate milk, banana, protein powder, and ice. We're bringing it home every morning. (laughs) So there's beauty. There's, you know, the magic in the mess, right? Yeah. Oh man. That sounds, I'm sure. Did it feel like you were going into someone else's territory or did it feel like you had a space in there from the get-go? No, we are cultivating that as we go. And I'm forcing my way in and not knowing where I belong (laughs) and bumping into things that I would have never seen coming. And it's like being in a new job, you know, you don't know what you don't know and you kind of get in and I'm brash at times (laughs) (laughs) and bump into things and, you know, you run into everyone else's boundaries and, and things that are important to them. And it's a lot of blending. It's a lot of 
like building the plane, flying it at the same time. Yeah. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I imagine, I don't have a teenager yet, from my understanding and my memory of being a teenager is that like, your mood and feelings on something can change so much from day to day. So for a new person to come into that, it's like you're coming into something that wasn't even predictable from day to day to begin with. And then you've added this like whole new dynamic. And so I can just imagine how hard it is to not take things really personally and to just take it like one day at a time. And like today was maybe rough, but tomorrow hopefully will be better. Or today was awesome, but that doesn't guarantee tomorrow will be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I pull 
angel cards for myself. Just Tell me to about like that. give me guidance for a day. It's a little set that I have. And every day I shake up my little box and I pull an angel card just to have something to set an intention to think about for the day. And last weekend, on a Saturday, I pulled the flexibility card and I felt like I should just walk around with it taped to my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I need to practice every yeah. single day, just being that flexible yeah. to whatever happens. And that's like life lesson. Let's be real. I need that anyway. It's just being very, a spotlight is being shown on it here for sure. And how does that having to be flexible and feeling that lack of control, this is like what, oh, it like makes my stomach hurt. That lack of control in your daily environment, how does that impact your well-being? It's tough. I have to do a lot to take care of myself. And, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to my husband in how much we have to communicate to stay connected in that kind of situation, you know, where I can be not as confident as I want to be. And so the level of support and the level of communication about the support that I need becomes critical, you know, reinforcing and reassuring that tough days are okay and that we're going to get through it. And some of those reminders, they're everything to me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So I have to go back to, I know I'm trying to remember when it was, it was probably nine months ago or so. So Jen is an amazing speaker. If you ever have the chance to hear her talk, you have to go. But I saw Jen speak in an event called Ignite and she was talking about her, was it 30 days of yes? Yes. So 30 days of yes. And this was at a time in your life when you were single before you were dating your husband. And you did this little project 30 days of saying yes. And the talk, oh, it was so amazing and intriguing. And one of the things that you dove into, so you spent 30 days saying yes to a lot of things. And most notably to me was when you invited some, I think it was Chinese exchange students to live with you for a couple of weeks as a single woman in Seattle. Right. And so, but what really, really struck me is that you opened up about your struggle with depression and anxiety during that talk. And like immediately, I wanted to know more. And I think because you brought it up in such an eloquent way, which I think is made it so powerful, but you also really normalized it, which I loved. And so when I hear you talking about all the change that's gone on in your life in the last year, I think of those feelings of the walls closing in and having those really messy parenting moments in addition to managing depression and anxiety on a variety of levels, I'm sure. I'm sure that that is just so much to navigate. So I know you're really good at talking about this and I'm excited to dive right into it. So how are you managing depression, anxiety, and those kinds of things as you put together a new life and really try to build a strong foundation and keep clear boundaries? Because I know that that's also a big piece. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I can't help but be honest, at times, not well. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's so much of it, right? I mean, when you take that much transition at one time, it's really difficult to do that many things. As anyone knows, you know, you you can do a couple things really well at one time. So giving myself a little bit of grace for doing them all at the same time is by far the most difficult thing I've ever done. I'm starting a business, a new marriage, a new family, and parenting two teenagers that are new to me in a new city at the same time. Yeah, that's right. You guys also like moved across to a, a different part of town, like an hour away from where you had been. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's literally a completely new life. So yeah. it's not easy. I'll say that. Yeah. What is great 
is that I have learned so much about what I really need. You know, specific example, when you ask about like the walls caving in, my husband and I do proactive counseling. You know, we're in a situation where we really want the support of a professional to help guide us as we build this family and some outside perspective. And so we landed in therapy with me in big, drippy, sad tears telling my therapist that I just felt unfulfilled. And after some digging and some talking and some thinking and exploration, we landed on, I just wasn't having any fun. (laughs) All of this, you know, surprise, right? Like you're surprised that you're not having any fun right now, (laughs) building a business and a new family and all like, but like that, that moment, like I love these people and I love so many elements about what we're doing. And I had really forgotten, and this is really dangerous to somebody who has anxiety and depression to do things that bring the balance of my brain back to the positive, you know? So having fun, doing the things that really inspire me, you know, I love being super active. I love being outside. I love doing art, spending quality time with my family and friends. And that being selfish, I mean, duh, over here, you know, (laughs) it had become not as much of a priority. So it was a really important lesson that fun, you know, so luckily my husband and I were able to take an opportunity and and sneak away for that following weekend after that conversation. And really it just nailed it for me that it's so needed, the getting away, the having fun, the taking a break and taking care, right? It's just critical. Yeah, definitely. And I have to thank you for bringing up the therapy piece, because I think that that's something I've started talking a little bit more about me going to therapy in in recent months. And it started out as something my husband and I were doing together because we were trying to make this years long decision about whether or not we're going to have a second child. And then I was like, as we kind of navigated through that, the therapist and my husband and I decided like, we probably don't need to still do this together. We're still not sure what we're going to do, but we don't need a lot more like guidance with it. And then I was like, okay, and now it's my turn. I need therapy for a really long time. (laughs) And I think that therapy is such a great investment to protect yourself because you probably hear this or notice this when you're there, but just hearing yourself say things a certain way or hearing yourself say things out loud helps you process them so much. And sometimes I feel, I don't know if you feel like this, but I'll just talk and talk and talk and talk. And like, I don't even need feedback. I just need to hear what I'm thinking out loud. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. It's so critical. I appreciate you bringing that that therapy piece up. Absolutely. And as really depends on your personality type, but I think probably talking to both of us, we've got extrovert in there and that extrovert, you know, we really like to, to do some of this out loud and have some of that conversation. So it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. We need that. We need to go and process all of this that we're managing, right? Right. Lives, kids, business, ourselves, our mental state. Like we need to process that business out loud. Totally. Sometimes you don't realize how much you're doing until someone else like validates how much you're doing. That's one of the things that I've noticed in therapy where she's like, you do have a lot on your plate. And I'm like, well, it's not that big of a deal. She's like, no, you do have a lot on your plate. Absolutely. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I do have a lot on my plate. Like maybe I could step back and be a little more selfish about these things or have some better boundaries to protect my plate a little bit more. Absolutely. It's why I love the work that I do too. Because I get to work with individuals that, you know, I can really understand and empathize with 
having entrepreneurship, something that they're so passionate about, families that they're so passionate about, work that that they want to do for themselves or in the world and be able to help them move forward from some of that place of overwhelm, like you and I are talking about, that state of overwhelm into something that's more actionable. And it comes from A, being there myself Mm -hmm. and B, being able to really understand that position of here's where we are. Here are all the things on my plate. Here are my values. How do I prioritize? And that's what I'm really trying to do in my life and for our family as well. Yeah, I think that's so fantastic. So what are some of the specific things that you are doing? And you've mentioned a little bit of this already, but some of the specific things you're doing to lead a more selfish life, and especially in regards to kind of protecting yourself from the roller coaster of depression and anxiety as you navigate all this transition? Yeah, good question. So one of the most selfish things I do are make time for fitness and to be with my friends. I mean, having the both of those things fueled and those needs met are key. That's my starting point. So what does that look like? It means I prioritize my week around my workouts. I don't schedule client calls during classes I want to take. I've built my practice around caring for myself and making sure that my well-being is managed. I put those dates on my calendar and, you know, with very little exception, do I move those dates and they're dates with me. (laughs) You know, I make a date with myself. I make a date to take care of the fun that I need and the, the quiet that I need and the peace that I need and the creativity that I need. And then I keep those dates. I also have an entire posse that I work with to help me on that stuff. I mean, really, truly, like a coach, a therapist, a naturopath, an acupuncturist, a massage therapist, an entrepreneur mastermind group, and then a whole group of friends who, like me, lead passion-driven lives to help really be with me in that process. Yes. And I think that team, that village of support is so essential. And I know that I've built up a community like that around myself as well. And sometimes I laugh where I'm like two or three business coaches and a therapist and like a naturopath and an acupuncturist and like all these people too. And I'm like, this is a little out of control. But then I'm like, no, this is what I've learned over time. These are the things that I need. And I don't see, you know, it's not like I'm in communication with all of them every day, but at different times, these are the people that I reach out to who I know I can really rely on. And one of the things I always say is always be stalking. So I'm constantly looking for like, who do I want to bring into the circle? Who can help me move in the direction that I want to move? And I think that I see you doing that too. Like you are really proactive about, I see this person out there doing this great thing and I want to bring them into my circle because that would be supportive to me and beneficial to me. And also you're such a giver, like you also are very willing to contribute to that person's life as well. And I think that it's easy in the busyness of life to forget to create space for those people that are really essential and can be support systems. I mean, oftentimes in the busyness, we can almost isolate ourselves from a lot of our village because we're just trying to get stuff done. So I love that you do have that team and you can acknowledge them and you know who they are and you understand the key role that they play in you keeping everything on track. Yeah. I mean, really at this point, they are survival. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it, that's where we are, you know, like yeah. the, <laughs> their level of importance is like not just survive, but thrive. Yeah. Right. And like they are the key element to me in thriving. They are the people that I need to tell me to stop when yeah. I really need to stop. You know, when I've created a world around me that's just 
energy funk, (laughs) you know, to stop and reset and say, today's not the day to push. Today's the day to stop. And today's the day to find the grace that you need because no matter how hard you're push, you know, the energy's wonky today. Just don't go there. (laughs) No, like just give yourself that break and give yourself the permission. And they really helped me find that permission that can be very, you know, day changing, game changing in a lot of cases. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. I love that distinction between survival and thriving because I think that it is easy to go to live in survival mode and that's not fun place. (laughs) And you sometimes you don't even realize that you're in survival mode. You're just like, I'm just doing what I have to do to get through this. And then when you get to the other side and you're thriving, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is where I want to be. And so being really conscious of like, okay, I'm slipping into survival. Like I need my team to rally around me. I need to pull them in. I need to touch base. I need to get back into thrive mode. And I know, you know, we just came off of this vacation and Jen got to hear me talk about this recently. (laughs) We came off this 10 day vacation where I definitely came back in a funk and was like in survival mode. And uh, it's taken me a good week to get back into thriving. But I had to like totally call on my team. I mean, Jen was one of the people who I called on and I had to rely on some other people to like to help me step back into my life in a way that felt so much better than just going through the motions every day, which is what I did for those first few days back for sure. Yeah, I think we get a little bit of time in that survival mode and then we just really start shutting down. Yeah. You know, our body's not working the way we want it to. Our creativity's not working the way we want it to. And when you hit that funk, it's like, okay, pause. Just even for a few moments, even for a few hours, that pause really can help reset. (laughs) Definitely. So I want to move on a little bit to how do you meld because I can't imagine doing this in your situation. So how do you meld your passion for your work, which I know is like your new baby, your own very own business. That's a really big freaking deal. How do you meld that with this new family life, which is also like your baby and a big freaking deal? Do you have any pointers or tips on how to have these two things that put so many demands on you and how to juggle them? Well, So I think that lands me perfectly suited for this conversation that we're having is I try to be as selfish as possible. (laughs) Yay. That was the right Uh, answer. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. Because I think I'm in the right place. I think I got the right people here to understand what that means. And so what that means is I prioritize the things that I want to do the most and that feed me the most. So a great example of this in talking to my husband just a few weeks ago, I told him I was quitting my job. And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, <laughs> I'm quitting my business. And he's like, okay, like how so? And, you know, that's a pretty big statement to make. And I said, I'm quitting doing all the things I hate in my business. And oh. 
I mean, really, right? Perfect. Because at this point, I can't do them all. <laughs> and I have to pick and choose. And so right now, the things that make me really happy are the things that I'm doing in my business. And at this point comes like fourth in my priorities. You know, I have like my health, number one, and taking care and making sure that that's managed. Like that has to be my priority. And I think that is for all of us. Second to that, I have, you know, my marriage and my family. And that extends, you know, really far out into my parents and making sure that I've got healthy relationships there and I'm taking care of all those things. And then it's my business. And and they all kind of move around throughout the day, no question. But doing the things that are most important is really the key. Mm -hmm. And so like, what are my values? You know, my values are health and connection. And then, you know, some of these successes that, that I'm able to build in my business, but it has to come in that order. So learning how to prioritize, learning how to say like, it is okay to go to yoga for two hours today, if that benefits my health, and my business doesn't move forward you know, as far, that's been a really important lesson for me. So it is. And the beauty of it is when I don't push so hard on myself, more gets done. Nice. That's awesome. And you also, I think, add a lot of longevity to what you're doing. I've noticed that like the harder I push in my business, the more I'm like, I don't want to do that for this many more years. (laughs) And then if I'm not pushing... I'm way more like, I could do this forever and I can't wait to try this and evolve it in this way and grow it in this direction. Like, it's so interesting how when you're, and like you said, like quitting the things that you don't like doing, because when you're just trying to like push through all of it, it's not sustainable. It's really not. It's really not. And it, the lack of inspiration becomes difficult, particularly I think because my business is very passion-based, I am very passion-based. That inspiration is one of those things that makes work not feel like work. It makes days fly by and experiences really powerful. And so having that inspiration and that fire be really burning strong is so important. And that doesn't happen when I'm doing all of those like yucky, draining, miserable activities. Right. I hear so many entrepreneurs talk about like hustle, which is not a word that I enjoy very much and talking about like hustle and just push through and those kinds of things. And I feel like I've fallen into the opposite of like, I want to do the whatever the opposite of hustling is. That's where my business needs to be. Because I feel like the hustle of being an entrepreneur is I was into it like five years ago. (laughs) And now I'm like, no, I'm not going to hustle to make this work. I'm going to like build something that I love and that I'm passionate about in a way that I love and can maintain the passion for it versus that idea of like hustle, 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 and like burn the candle at both ends and all that kind of thing. Like I just, I don't know if it's an aging thing. (laughs) I'm just old now, but I can't do it. So. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I worked in the startup industry before I, before oh my gosh, I that's like major me. hustle. Yeah. And so the culture around me was built on sleepless nights and, and ridiculous deadlines and pushing product. And so that culture definitely, I think was, is part of the reason that I'm doing the work that I'm doing now to help entrepreneurs find something that is sustainable for them because entrepreneurship doesn't need to be this death sentence right. <laughs> to a life that is so miserable and instead can be, and I believe that it can be a balanced existence. And so getting to work with people and helping them, you know, really define and create them for themselves is such a big part of my work and, you know, for myself, and I need to practice this for myself (laughs) and need to be reminded clearly, but that building something sustainable and, and a career specifically that's really sustainable for you is such a key element. Yes. 
Definitely. So let's move on to your legacy. Let's go from one really big topic to another. So tell us a little bit about the legacy that you're building and how does being selfish play into that legacy? And what are you doing to build a life that will impact your children and your family long after you're gone? I mean, no big deal. It's really, <laughs> I know. It's, I know. it's just, a super it's a easy question. question. Really? <laughs> but really, this question for me is important because it's something that I do think about. And part of my legacy has to do with people who building a world where people are authentic and empowered. And why that's really important to me is because sharing our story and being able to be connected to other people has become a critical element for my life. So when you know you mentioned earlier the Ignite talk that I did and talking about my depression, sharing that part of my story was massively life-changing and has been probably the most important decision I've made in my life and allowing people into that authentic part of myself. And, you know, that's a selfish way to look at it. And if I put it to the outside world, what that can happen for other people, yeah. and I don't mean selfish in, in a bad way, but I mean, it's right. self-focusing, but right. bring that to the outside world, what can happen if I can help other people do that is there's so much more connection and love available to them. And I want to live in that world. I want all of us to live in a world where we can experience more of our own authentic selves and then share that because what happens is the beautiful connection and love that gets exchanged. And that's the legacy I want. I want emotionally intelligent children who bring emotional intelligence to their lives and their work. And I want an emotionally intelligent family that can bring that to the world around us. Because what happens is we get to share more of ourselves and get to create more connection and love. Oh, yay. Oh, goosebumps. So good. (laughs) Well, I definitely see you creating that around you. So you're well on your way to building the legacy that you want to build. Yay. Okay. So we're ready for the selfish mommy minute. So here we go. Red wine or white wine? I really have to say whiskey. Oh, (laughs) you're the first one to say that. And I love that answer. Did you know that I did like a whiskey training? I trained myself to drink whiskey two summers ago. No, but congratulations. I like to have alcohol related goals in the summer. So that was two summers ago. Did you mix it with ginger beer? Because that's actually the way. No. So I did. I have had it that way, but I kind of just went into like whiskey on the rocks, which I felt like was really hardcore. I was kind of proud of myself. Very badass. Good work. I I don't have it very often, but when I do, I get really excited about it. Okay. Current book you're reading or the last one you read? I am reading a ton of books as I generally do. Uh, Right now I am reading The Big Leap. and that's a good one. Oh, yeah. And a book called Curious and one more on uh, marriage, uh, seven steps or seven conversations for healthy marriage. Nice. You're such a well-rounded book reader. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite non-work related thing to do when you have time for yourself? Work out and create art. Yeah. What is one morning ritual you can't live without? Okay. Does coffee count? Yes, totally. But really like the best thing I do for my health in the morning is definitely my meditation. So I do do every day. I do. I'd say I'm probably six out of seven. 
Awesome. Yeah. How long do you do it or does it range? I, I do the Headspace app. Oh. And so it's either 10 minute, generally that's, speaking. I love that app. For everyone listening, that's a great app if you're trying to get started on meditation, which I coined myself as a very bad meditator, but I use the same app <laughs> in my attempt to get better at it. Who's your biggest inspiration? Brene Brown. Oh, I love her. I love her and everyone loves her. I have like probably an unhealthy love for her. It's (laughs) I mean, you know, we talked about being stalkers, you know, (laughs) she's my girl. I could just watch her videos and read her books and listen to her voice and her super cute accent. And yeah, I just love her. Oh, she's so good. What is one time management or productivity tip or trick that helps you manage mommy family work chaos? The Google calendar. Yeah. My husband and I share a calendar and I like live by that. I mean, I use it for work. I've used it for work for years. I use it for personal, definitely. But we use it as a family tool and that thing saves me. You don't know when volleyball practices? Good thing you got a reminder 15 minutes before. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. If you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? Empowerment. Yay. And Uh, why empowerment? Because we forget how powerful we are and we forget that that power needs like recharging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it's a border. It's like, if I could put empowerment and permission um, to take that time together, those would really be the two. Like I want to walk around and hand out permission slips to like, here's your one hour gift to yourself. If you don't know what to do, a let's figure that out. And B like, you just earned yourself an hour to do anything you want to do. Go do it. Awesome. Yeah. I think that we often forget how powerful we are and that doesn't serve us. So yes, that permission is really essential. Stay in that power. You know, that's the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves. Remember how powerful we are and that remember that power needs recharging. Yeah, for sure. Jen, thank you so much. I loved chatting with you and I definitely want to have you come back and we can chat more. And thank you for sharing so openly about depression and anxiety and therapy and all those things that I know are challenging to talk about, but also after the fact, they're really, they're helpful to you, but they're also so helpful to everyone who's listening. So thank you for that. Can you tell us where we can find you if we want to connect with you? Sure. I am on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Hey Jen Briggs. And then you can also find my site and my blog over at Hey, H-E-Y, Jen, J-E-N, Briggs.com. And Briggs is B-R-I-G-G-S. B-R-I-G-G-S. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jen. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.